live from the west coast of the United States of America. It's part two of Spiritual Boot Camp on Take Him With You. Well, welcome to the podcast, Take Him With You. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, planting tulips, American Idol. You like that show? Yeah, I do. Unstoppable, the movie, a review. Hmm. And also another movie review, All-Star Superman. (laughs) (laughs) And then part two of Spiritual Boot Camp. This week we're going to talk about Adam and Eve and how they really screwed things up. It's going to be an interesting show. Don't you think? I think I think it should have a little bit for everybody. Because we're in the army now. That's what you've tuned in. You're you're in the army now. So uh, welcome to Spiritual Boot Camp, Private. Drop and give me twenty. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> this is episode number one twelve for March twenty seventh, two thousand eleven. So what do you think about being in uh, being in boot camp, dear? I think I'm glad I brought my good Skechers tennis shoes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this week has been uh, quite a whirlwind week. You've had a lot of work this week, which is good. Yeah, it's it's good, but um, by Friday night I'm kind of exhausted. But you know, we had a really great Friday evening, though. Segway, segway. Um, we had. Our son Nathan and his lovely wife Ivy yeah. over for dinner, and um, <coughs> we also celebrated her birthday last week, mm-hmm. last and that weekend. was fun too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was nice to see him on spring break. It's always good mm-hmm. to see your kids when they come home. Yeah, it had been like over two months since we'd seen Nathan last, and um, but coming up this next month. We will be going down to the film festival, which he should have at least... Playing Words with Friends again. Well, no, it just came up, but yeah. Um, I'll turn the volume down so you won't hear that anymore. Okay. Um, Yeah, he has a film festival at George Fox that he should have a couple entries in. Um, And I'm not sure if he's going to be like the director of all of them, but he's... He's been working on like six different documentaries, some of them doing like post-production editing and filming or whatever. All that jazz. All that kind of film cinema thing. And then um, that's the middle of April and the end of April he will be graduating with his bachelor. So we'll be doing the long trek down to Newburgh, Oregon, which is past Portland, twice next month. And so... Yeah, that'll be, that's my, our big highlights next month. And this month, our big highlight was having them home for a couple days. So that was fun. That was the highlight of your month? Yeah. For okay. me, you know, I'm uh, a mom. Moms like to see their kids once in a while. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then you wanted to review a movie. Nathan brought over a movie tonight, or Friday night. And um, I I have to have a disclaimer um, because it was a little, it had a little bit more cussing in it than I normally enjoy. But it was a, 
a very suspenseful movie. I think all, our whole family kind of held their breath for about an hour and a half yeah. while we watched it. And my daughter totally loved it because it had the new Captain Kirk, the new Captain Kirk, the Chris mm-hmm. Pine in it. Yeah. What was the movie here? The movie was Unstoppable. Right. And it had Den- Denzel Washington, yeah. who's really an awesome actor. And yeah. Chris Pine, who's a young actor that my daughter likes a lot. So, what did you think of the movie itself? Well, it's about it. It's a true, isn't it? Based about, on a true it's story. It's based on a true story about a locomotive mm-hmm. or a train that um, accidentally and a conductor and an engineer that that risked their lives to like save a town from getting blown up. Well, you have to let me finish my sentence. Oh, okay. A train that accidentally was unmanned. Yes. And went screaming across the countryside. Yeah, for like a long time before yeah, they... Before yeah. they were able to fix it or be, yeah. before they were able to stop it. But I guess we just ruined the we movie. We kind of ruined the movie. But you know what? Despite the cussing in it, it, it wasn't really unrealistic for the situations, even though I don't like those words. But um, I, I'm just You're saying, all hung up on that. I, yeah, I don't like. Oh, hi, Jade. Know. How are you? It's, it's, my dog just jumped up it here. It wouldn't to say hi definitely to me. be polite hi, dinner conversation, but You're it, a good dog. it wasn't something that yeah. seemed um, hi, Jade. unusual for the situation. Okay. So, um, I think what really irritates me is when people just have a very limited vocabulary and say the f word every other word because they can't think of anything more intellectual to say. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't. Actually, the movie had a lot of substance to it. The uh, score was really good. The music was excellent, don't you mm-hmm. think? And then also, well, you keep hitting the microphone. I'm sorry. Our our dog is wanting to play fetch at a very bad time. Okay. Oh, she brought her rope to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're trying to talk about a movie, not her rope. What, she farted? Our okay. dog farts. Okay. It's the weirdest thing. She smells really bad when she farts. It's it's awful. Okay, can we pause this? No, we're fine. Over? We're fine. We're fine. Okay, so anyway, the movie had a really good score in it, didn't it? Um <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit intense. It was like like I said, you wanted to hold your breath for about an hour. Like and a half. you're doing right now? Um yeah. <laughs> Except for not because of a train. <laughs> no. The dog it had um, very intense music in it. If if you want a, a movie to like relax to, that's, that's not this the would one. Not no, be it, no. But if you want like a action flick that will definitely keep you awake and on the edge of then your unstoppable seat, then gets a thumbs yes, up. Yeah, for that. Okay, yeah. so out of five stars, how would you rate Unstoppable with Chris Pine and Denzel Washington? I I think it was a solid four. Really, you liked it yeah. that much? Well, I, I just I think. It had some redemptive qualities in in it. I okay. mean, there is a lot of people putting their putting lives other, on the line. Yeah, putting to other save people others. first, and and um, there's some reconciliation that went on, and I I think it has some sweet storylines in it. Um, yeah, I think it was a good movie. Okay, I would have given it a three. If you have small stars. kids, you probably wouldn't want to watch it because it was pretty intense and a lot of. Well, swearing, but and scary, and kind of little, yeah, not scary in a horror kids. way, but no, in, just in a really tense situation. Intense. It yeah. might make little kids be afraid. But we ruined the movie for everybody anyway because we <laughs> told them all the ending. So, well, I, but you wouldn't want little kids to like be afraid of ever watch. 
I'm riding a train. <laughs> yeah, it, it that's might, true. It might happen. That's true. I might think twice, actually. No. Well, I got um, to watch another movie this week. I watched a few minutes of it, and then I left and folded laundry in another room. <laughs> um, I got to watch the D- is it DC, Andrew. Yeah. It was no, DC. Warner Brothers. It was a DC comic. Yeah, it was called All-Star Superman, and it's animated. Mm-hmm. And it was all about Superman and... and uh, um, let me see. How am I going to say this? Um, I watched it and it, it reminded me a lot of the old Super Friends. Kind of, kind of. They, it, it was interesting. I, I didn't really, it wasn't as good as like the Do- the Superman versus Doomsday one. That was better. Now, is this my imagination? Or like I grew up with the Super Friends like you did. Right. And... It seems like the old Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman that we grew up with and mm-hmm. Aquaman. Yeah. There was always like... Cheesy. They were cheesy, but there was like always like kind of a a righteousness, a righteousness about them. They were like... Huh? Well, they were like wholesome and they were trying to do the right thing and um, they were being good examples. Uh-huh. And it seems like the newer ones, the newer ones that you and Andrew have watched, some of the superheroes are like really big into ego and to. You mean more realistic? I don't know. I just. I mean, if you can get realistic, there's no Superman. I, I, I don't think anything's realistic about them at all because they're just like, they're like a bunch of Hulk Hogan's like being macho and self-absorbed and well okay you didn't watch the movie i did uh well the the beginning part that i watched wasn't there like a samson and a um what was the other dude uh who was the other guy remember andrew there was samson and somebody else that were time traveling and like well here's what i thought about the movie being boastful and arrogant i thought that the movie had um it it, it it was pretty fast paced, but they, they switched things so much that it got a little bit confusing. And by the end, you know, I mean, honestly, how many times do we have to watch one of the superheroes? I won't say which one, because uh, there was a bunch of them in this one. Uh, but how many times do we have to see, you know, someone die? And then is he really dead? And all, you know, just on and on and on. Anyway, I wasn't impressed with this one as much as the last one. So I'm just going to say that. But if you're a superhero fan, you like Superman and Lois Lane, and you like the cool place where Superman hangs out in his lair, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the, the, um, I have to the admit, ice the castle. The ice up castle in, yeah. was pretty cool. And yeah, the, it was. And the, and robots. the robots. Yeah, those were cool. I thought you would like the robots. Yeah. Since you had a, a dog that you pretended was a robot. When Whatever. You Anyway, yeah. So so anyway, uh, if you're a, if you're a Superman fan, you probably want to watch it just to see it. But uh, the animation wasn't the greatest, I didn't think. And like I say, I like some of the other ones better. The music was really good in this one, so I don't know how they did that. But uh, anyway, so there you go. That's my review of All Star Superman. Out of five stars, I'm gonna give it a two. That's I really didn't wasn't the best. How about you, Andrew? What did you think? Yeah, he wasn't as impressed with it I, as... Um, I watched the first, like, ten minutes, and I would have given it a one for that, but 
Um, you know, I think sometimes we're really spoiled today with the quality of animation that's come out through like yeah, the that's Pixar. True. And, that's true. Things have and, changed. And this was more like line drawing kind of stuff that we yeah. grew up with, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. You know, so the animation was, you know, it's what we what we were used to growing up. I kind of felt like they really marketed this superhero stuff to people that grew up in like the 70s and 80s. No, sure they are. That's exactly and, what they're doing. And so it's... I'll tell you one thing, it, though. I there are some adult themes, I thought, in it. I did. On the Cartoon Network, they have a show called Young Justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's animated. And it's all about superheroes. And it goes... You actually follow the sidekicks of mm-hmm. a bunch of the superheroes at the Hall of Justice. Yeah, I had Robin and then a, a young Martian girl and... Um, Martian Manhunter's niece. Yeah, and just And it a had Aqualad. Of... Yeah. And um, what, what's the Flash? Flash's uh, sidekick? It's, what's Flash's nephew or something that he really what's he called? The... Kid Flash. Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Oh, they had Green Arrow sidekick and about anyway. Yeah, um, girl, it's an animated I, series. I think it's half. Was it Green Arrow's daughter or something? Niece, another niece. niece. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, it follows them on their adventures, and it actually is way better than the movie I watched. I thought. Yeah, and that's there were just, several episodes of it so far. That's on Cartoon Network. Or yeah, something? I taped I taped most of them. I I think, but uh, I like that actually. That series was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if you. I watched a Again, couple of those with you. Yeah, in superhero mode. Young Justice on the Cartoon Network gets a thumbs up. That actually gets, out of five stars, that mm-hmm. series gets a four. That's really good. That's hey, really good. I watched part of it in between reading my books because I've been reading in the evening a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have. Okay, so that. one last thing to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. and that is my wife and my daughter have been really into American Idol. Yes, we've kind of... It's a guilty pleasure, I know. There's been some very, very, very talented people. Yeah, this I have year, to say, though. this year's much better and, than the years past. And I have to say also that I prefer the judges. This the new year. judges are Steven Tyler from uh, from uh, Aerosmith, uh, Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. from Jennifer Lopez, and of course <laughs> Randy Jackson is back. Yeah. And so, why do you like the judges better this year? Well, for one thing, they aren't. Beaten up on Ryan Seacrest. I thought that was Seacrest. No, Seacrest. Crest. Okay, yeah. not the Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Sorry. Life begins I'm, under here. I'm married to a sci-fi guy. I get confused. Yeah. But um, I I thought it was rude before the last few years. I almost didn't watch it because I thought the judges were mean to the Ryan guy, and um, the Seacrest guy. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I like the the niceness of the judges this year. And, you know, even when Steve has a potty mouth once in a while, he's still very kind. Steven. Steven. Yeah. I'm, Steve, I know him on yeah. a first name basis. <laughs> Steven. That's right. Dream Tyler. Anyway. Sorry. Um, but, but he just seems generally kind. Mm-hmm. And, and J-Lo's very kind. And, and Randy Jackson's very kind. Well, most of the time. You know, but anyway, I just feel like they're more encouraging and more constructive and mm-hmm. not just mean. Well, and they sometimes. picked better talent this year. I can say that. I think they did, too. I, I think they did a good job. And I think it's going to be very hard because I think out of the top, 
There's 11, 11 of them left now. You know, it's going to be really hard to choose just one. Yeah. Well, you know, the the um the performances they're giving now are more like the last couple performances mm-hmm. usually yeah. in the show. And so it's really tough cuz they're really really talented and like the guy that um spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the guy that uh Almost got voted out. Almost got voted out. Well, he did get voted out, but then the judges saved him. Mm -hmm. Was probably, I think, one of the best musicians I've seen on the show. Well, and the interesting thing is um, we saw him, like, in the pre-Hollywood phase, um, playing, like, the upright bass and different things. And he just seems so ultra-talented as a musician that we're, like... I thought he'd be at least in the top three. So I think all of America with me that were watching were all shocked that he, you know, was in the bottom three. Sure. What do you, why do you think, why do you think, Amy, that the world is captivated by America or the United States of America at least is, is captivated by American Idol? What do you think the reason for that is? Well, you know, I'm not sure. I know that. I like to watch because I like to see young kids using their gifts and talents. And, you know, a lot of the kids that are on there grew up singing in church. I know one of the young men, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but... Jacob. Jacob. um, He just, you know, has grown up singing in the choir at church Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, um, you know, I think it's nice to see people, you know being able to share their gifts and their talents. Um, some of those people, if it wasn't for American Idol, would probably have just stayed in their small town the rest of their life mm-hmm. and, you know, shared with their family and friends, and that would sure. have been it. And so it's nice to see them get a chance to explore their gifts and their talents. And I think one of the reasons that American Idol is so popular is because it's like a talent show every week. Mm-hmm. Talent shows are always very popular because people like to go and see people risk their, mm-hmm. you know, people, unknown people risk yeah. some things. I know when, anytime that we've ever done a talent show or gone to one, it's always fun to see what somebody, you you never know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, and most of the time, the underdog blows everybody away. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, it's, it's, thrilling to watch something like that and i think that's why people tune in and why they have 30 million votes for different people and all this jazz i remember a few years back seeing carrie underwood um carrie underwear not underwood oh that's right okay when Um, carrie underwear and ryan (laughs) sequest i didn't say underwear you said underwear okay go ahead anyway i remember seeing her in her bib overalls and her you know cowboy boots on the ranch at home and and then and then thinking now today she's like sold millions and millions of albums and yeah but there's been a lot of people that have um springboarded from american idol sure. to, to really sure. do really well in the music industry and and i think there's something too about a competition every week it's fun like we like to watch the shows like we're watching the uh the the show chopped and we're watching yeah. the finale or or the the all stars in Chopped. It's fun yeah. to watch a competition and just see all the crazy things that people do and mm-hmm. and the talent and the different things that people mm-hmm. have. So I think that's why it's so appealing. Okay, that's okay. that's enough. We've talked more. We talked too much. We talked too much about what's going hey, on. Hey, look at Stripey, house. my cat now has shown up, and he's jumping up on the windowsill right as we speak. 
He's, He's in front of my over monitor. Your keyboard yeah. and over your mixing board. And we just, you know, we all share fun things here, like our dog bringing her rope into play, and farting. And then we see uh, you <laughs> don't, don't like that, that word, do you? Word, okay. no. Fart, 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 fart. Stop fart, it! Fart, 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 fart. Stop it! You're gonna get in trouble. I think it's so funny. You don't. I mean, we talk about all sorts of stuff on this show, I but still, fart makes you freak. It's your kryptonite, man. I still remember in second grade when Mrs. Tobiason told the kids in the class not to use that word, that that wasn't a good word to say. Fart? Yes. So what do you call it? You say fluff. Fluff? <laughs> Air biscuit, maybe? Fluff or pass gas, but you don't say, don't say that other word. Toot? Toot is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's better than what you guys called it at your house. <laughs> what? The double cheek sneak. That was my brother's. I didn't call it that. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's that gross. gross. <laughs> we need to get on to another subject. <laughs> oh, we do because I'm going to be laughing like a crazy kid here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Whew. Okay, we'll be back. we'll be right back with a serious topic in a moment. <laughs> Maybe. Double cheeks. Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Hi, Rick and Amy. Uh, just thought I'd give you some uh, feedback on what I think of um, taking with you so far. I came in on about episode 99. Um, I found the podcast itself fascinating. It's um, it's not something I would normally come across um, not being a religious person myself. But your podcast, it, it is religious, but you don't hammer your beliefs over other people's heads like um, other podcasts might do. You let other people decide what they want to find out for themselves and, you know, give them what your thoughts and feelings are on the subject matters. Um, you have a lot of fun and I hope to the, it continues on from here on in. So, uh, thank you. That's our friend Gareth from England. He lives outside of London, and uh, we've been we play words with friends together. I don't think he's on my words with friends. You can add me, Gareth. It's Amy Moyer two. The number two. The number Amy two. Moyer two. Yeah. Because there was already an Amy Moyer, and who, by the way, denies all of your friends. Yeah, it's kind of bad because I have this this reputation of denying that I'll play games <coughs> with, with people, but it's not me somebody else had amy moyer as their their um words with friends mm-hmm. name first yeah. and so when i tried signing up i had to put something else to make it different so 
actually Rick signed up for me and signed up as Amy Moyer number with a number two. Just yeah. a two. But Gareth, I met Gareth. Um, he listens to the Martians Are Here podcast. By the way, the finale is out now. People can listen to the finale. Cool. Yeah, by the time this is airing, um, the last part of the finale will be done. Oh, Jade just decided to come and yes, give you a kiss. Yes, she gave me a kiss. Anyway, um, that's how I met Gareth mm-hmm. at first because he listens to that. And then I found out that he listens to our podcast. And then we talk. We're Facebook friends and stuff. And mm-hmm. now we have Haytel, so I can talk all the way across the world. I can talk to my friend Gareth outside of London. Um, every day we go back and forth and we talk. Isn't that cool? Except for it gets confusing when you say good morning and it's probably evening for him. Well, it's seven hours ahead. And then after today, it will be eight hours ahead because they, they start- go on daylight savings time as well. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah. So anyway, Gareth, thank you for your comments. Because uh, first off, that's exactly what we're, we want to do. We want to share our faith without um, without making people feel, I don't know how to describe it. It's not that we don't share what we believe. It's how we share it that I think is different than a lot of different pod, religious podcasts. Um, I mean, we don't mix any bones. We sure we'd love you to believe in God and, and we think that would be great. But at the same time, we realize it's a free choice. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a free will. You have a free will. And we just try to explain why we live for God. That's what we want to do with our podcast. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do. So thank you, Gareth, for noticing that. And we're so glad that you feel comfortable enough to listen. And also, it was awesome to hear your very first comment to a podcast. And it was to us, which makes us feel very good. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Gareth. And he's educating me on English food as well. Uh. Him and meds, they... Yes. Set me up he, on... Meds has told me all about, like, uh, English fry. Fry up. Fry up. And it's, mm-hmm. like, got blood sausage and... And I learned about sausage and, and mashed <laughs> potatoes. And I also learned that um, uh, Gareth made hamburgers and chips for dinner. And chips are actually French fries there. Uh, and And they call potato chips crisps. Ah. Uh, so we would call potato chips chips here. Mm-hmm. And French fries, French fries. Mm-hmm. They call them chips but if they're French for, fries and crisps. Except for here, if we have fish and chips. It is fish it and is, fries. But I think fries. it's English. I think yeah, that's English. Yeah, it's because it came from England. Right. Yeah. So anyway, how cool is that? Gareth, thank you for your comment. We really, really appreciate it. Hey, Rick and Amy. It's Marco calling from beautiful, sunny Oak Island, North Carolina. Hey, guys, I just want to uh, give a shout-out to you and uh, tell you how much my wife and I are both enjoying your podcast. Recently, I was on a trip down to Orlando and uh, to pass some time, you know, listen to a whole bunch of your podcasts, as we do every week, and uh, they're getting better and better. The word is out, man. Everything just sounds wonderful, and uh, I always appreciate the little phone calls we have, Rick, and the encouragement is there, man, so uh, we're just... Enjoying it and keep up the good work. Also enjoying Haytel. <laughs> We've talked back and forth on that, and I've uh, managed to hook up my nieces with it. They they think it might be a little creepy, though, that the uh, GPS shows where everybody is, but we're enjoying it. And uh, just want to say, again, keep up the good work, Amy and Rick. God bless you. Be well. Thank you, Marco. He's pretty nice, isn't he? Yeah. I had him on the show, you know. If you go back, you can listen mm-hmm. to one of the episodes. And he shared all about his life and how um, he had cancer and beat it. And he's just a very encouraging guy. 
and very, very nice to talk to. And yeah, it's fun to have Haytel, isn't it? We talk back and forth. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it is. So anyway, thank you, Marco, for listening. And thank you for your wife as well. Uh, We appreciate all of our listeners. And you guys are so encouraging. And we want to thank you also, uh, everybody that... um, that sends us an email or a donation or prays for us or, you know, there's so many different people that, that love the show and really encourage us. And we want to thank you because without listener feedback, without that type of stuff, I don't know if I'd want to keep going. Yeah, it would be difficult just talking to ourselves. Well, that's true. And it's so nice to hear that people actually get something out of it. I had the most kind comment from our friend Kenny from California Mm -hmm. and I erased it on accident. On my Haytel. Kenny, thank you. You are so encouraging. He sent us just this wonderful note about um, why he likes the show. And then he suggested an idea for Mm -hmm. one of our upcoming podcasts, which I think we should do. And that is, what is the difference, or what do you and Amy think the difference is between the Old and New Testament? Do you like that's my my phone? It just said I got a text message. But anyway, what's the difference between the Old and New Testament? Mm -hmm. Why is it so different in the Old Testament? Why is God telling people to wipe people out and there's all these wars and killing and murders and all this different stuff? Mm -hmm. And then you flip to the New Testament and Jesus is saying, love your brother and turn your cheek and Mm -hmm. all these other things. How does that work? Why is it different? Yeah, Isn't that a great subject? It, yeah, it, you could take probably a whole semester at a seminary covering that Just on subject. that. <laughs> so we'll cover it in one show. How's that well, sound? Well, we'll, we'll briefly, you know, skim the surface of it. We might call it OT versus NT. What do you think? Sure. That'd be kind of fun. In mm. this corner, we have the Old Testament, blah, 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 blah. In this corner, we have the New Testament. And then there'll be a fair fight. No hitting below the belt. Okay. So that'll be fun. No kidney punches. So anyway, thank you, Kenny, for all your support. We've got so many great people that mm-hmm. uh, that send us nice comments, and we really super, super appreciate it. Okay, yeah. so uh, let's get into our subject for the day. Today we're going to be talking about... what? Oh, we are talking about... The original... The original sin. Sin, or... Adam and Eve and what happened in the Garden of Eden and why we we asked a question on Facebook called or that said do you believe people are good or bad at their core mm-hmm. and we got 40 some 43 replies last I looked yeah it's quite a bit yeah and so we're going to talk all about that in just a moment mm-hmm. so here we go part two of spiritual boot camp <laughs> You're in the army now. You've signed up. You're in spiritual boot camp part two. I'll borrow Catherine's patent leather army boots. 
her combat boots. Yeah, she's got pretty patent leather ones. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, today we are going to talk about, from our per- perspective, the whole idea of of the original sin. But in order to talk about that, we have to we have to kind of define some things. First off, let's define what the word sin means because it's kind of overused today. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of people say, "Well, I've sinned," or "Don't be such a sinner," or you know, or holding a a placard or big banner or something. What do they call those things? Pick, a picket sign. Picket sign that says, "Repent, you sinners." Yeah. Right, things like that. But yeah. when you get right down to it, what does the word sin mean? It's used a lot in church, mm-hmm. but not really used a huge amount in in everyday life outside of church. Mm-hmm. So what? Amy, what do you think sin is? Well, from what my understanding is that it's an archery term. And archery is, you know, when people shoot arrows at a target. Mm -hmm. And a sin is simply what it's called when people miss the target. So if you don't hit the bullseye, then it's a sin. Well, I think, yeah, or if you don't even hit the target at all. But, yeah, it's it means like you're missing the mark. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not going in the direction that you're supposed to where you're, you know, you're not aiming in the right direction. Okay. And so you're, you get off base, kind of. So when that term was being used in the Bible, then it's basically saying that um, we've missed the mark. And what's interesting and i hope i'm not jumping ahead at all because we have a lot of comments here just so people don't get into like oh no we're all um i i did something wrong and so i'm a sinner i just want you to know that every single person that has ever breathed has sinned everyone has missed the mark everyone has blown it in some way so you're you're in a good you're we're all in the boat with you so before anyone gets in like oh no i've sinned i'm going straight to hell um well you know if you are then we all are so anyway that's just my beginning part and we'll we'll get into more of this later but that that's the beginning of um the sinning part is it just means that not not Aiming straight, not hitting where we're supposed to hit. Missing the Miss, mark. Missing the mark. Making. Okay, so that's the definition of sin. Of so when we say that, that's what it means, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what we want to do as as believers in Christ is we want to explain what we believe as far as what the Bible teaches when it comes to where we are at as as a as a race of human beings mm-hmm. with God. And in order to do that, in order to talk about the original sin, originally missing the mark, Mm -hmm. we have to go all the way back into the book of Genesis, which is the first book in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And it explains and describes why mankind fell into sin Mm -hmm. and how they did it. And then it describes, uh, as the Bible goes along, as you read it, and you get into the New Testament, you'll find... That there is, uh, and actually in the Old Testament you see it all through there too, but you'll find that there was a whole plan made to get mankind out of the fall back into right standing with God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to touch on today because it's vitally important, I think, in order for for people to really understand why 
Christians believe what they do, you kind of have to know the story. Yeah. Um, so that you can go, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I think, uh, again, both sides yell at each other so much and, and use this religious terminology and then people get frustrated and they don't want to listen and then other people want to throw things at them. Uh, you know, it goes back and forth. We get into that whole thing so we really don't understand what each other thinks. Mm-hmm. And and when we explain this, now you'll understand where we're coming from when we say, why why do we need a Savior? Why do we need Jesus? Why why should I mean you might be listening and say, you know, that's nice for you and Amy, but why would I even need God? What's the point? I don't mm-hmm. want to I have a free will. I don't really want to believe in him, so blah. Well, well we can I, we can explain to you why we think we all need a savior. And I think a a lot of people, we've talked to several people that say, I don't want to talk about sin because then I feel dirty and I, I just want to ignore that. You about being yeah. about being a sinner. Right. You know, even though, according to what we're going to read tonight, we're all, we've all messed up in some way. We've all mm-hmm. missed the mark And that in was some the way. whole reason that Jesus came, mm-hmm. was to transform us from sinners to a new creation. Mm-hmm. And that sounds weird, Kinda, but, but it's well, not. We're going to talk about Adam and Eve, and, and God said when he created them, that he created them good. Right. He created them without sin you know they Mm. were they were headed on the right path they were talking to god every day in the garden and everything was cool and and you know we're going to learn a little bit about what we believe about how to get back into that right relationship with god well you never said what happened so you just said they were walking him you know what What? i I don't want to don't want to spoil it, you know. No one gives spoilers. I, I think people, most people know the story of Adam yeah. and Eve, I, even I, if they're not, if they don't go to church. I had a feeling that you're going to read it, so I didn't want to. Well, know, we can tell the story, story, and then we can read the official account if you okay. want. But uh, basically, well, you know, basically things were going along pretty good, and and there weren't a lot. What of, things were going? I don't well, understand what you're talking about. God and Adam and Eve are all. Getting along, talking. Okay, let's let's and... let's go back to the beginning. Okay. God creates Adam, and and then he creates and then Eve. and then Adam Adam and him talk, and they're looking at different things, and he realized it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, mm-hmm. and His... so the Bible says that God put, put Adam to sleep, mm-hmm. and took out one of his ribs, uh-huh. and created Eve. Yep. And he gave Eve to Adam. Yeah. And Adam to Eve. And he said, "Whoa, man." Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so he creates woman. So there's man and woman. Yeah. And then he says to them, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Here's here's a garden where you can eat all you want from, from everything except mm-hmm. for this one tree, the yeah. knowledge of good and evil. That one, you just, you don't and, go to that one. You know, Come to me, I'll tell you what's right and what's wrong. And that, that's interesting right there because people go, why wouldn't God want them to eat from that tree? And in my understanding... Is that, you know, as loving parents, we really want our kids to keep their innocence. You know, I mean, when my kids were little, I didn't want to expose them to every horrid thing out there. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted them to, to be able to enjoy life, be able to chase butterflies and, and you know, pick daisies and, and have that innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I to me, that... that father heart of god um he wasn't trying to rain on their parade or or not want them to have fun he only laid down one rule 
that rule was just stay away from that you know that's not good for you you don't need to go there you know have a good life basically he was saying that you know what if you come to me i'll take care of your needs i'll help you decide what's right and wrong and don't go to the tree for yourself yeah let me take care of that but you can have everything else Mm -hmm. and so um he gave adam the job of gardening gardening and keeping keeping. uh gardening gardening and keeping the garden Mm -hmm. and uh and eve was supposed to help him do that Mm -hmm. that was basically how it worked well one day Eve is is uh, walking through the garden and she sees an interesting character mm-hmm. hanging out at the tree of what the knowledge of good and evil. That's correct. Yeah. And so do she I get a star on my Sunday school. You do. So she heads over to the tree and she starts talking to this. Now, what she doesn't realize is that is the serpent or Satan, mm-hmm. and he is really ticked off because he's been cast out of heaven. And he's not very happy. He had an ego problem. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so he's trying to get back at God by getting back at his children. Mm -hmm. Because he knows he can't really defeat God. But he does think that maybe he can screw up God's children. Mm -hmm. So he goes right for it. Um, Adam was obviously not guarding and keeping the garden because he let him in. Mm -hmm. So Adam is already messed up and doesn't realize it. So anyway, the serpent talks to Eve and, and says to her... You know what? This is really good fruit here. You should really have some. And she says, now, wait a second. Um, That doesn't work for me because God said we could have anything we want to eat in this garden except for this fruit. Mm -hmm. That if we did that, we would surely die. And, And the serpent said, well, no, 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 no. You won't really die. You'll just, he doesn't want you to eat it because... Then you can know what is good and bad. You'll be wise like God. Like God, you'll be yeah. you'll become like Him, and He doesn't want you to be like Him. And uh, of course, Eve is like, "Whoa, I didn't. Uh, now I got to make a decision." And then the Bible says that she saw that it was desirable, mm-hmm. that it looked really good. And then, of course, I think it kicked in. Wow, the same sin or missing the mark that Satan did in heaven, mm-hmm. where he said. Look at I'm better than God. I'm going to exalt myself above God. I know what's right and what's yeah. wrong. The same exact sin he put on this this mm-hmm. this lady. Yeah. And she the Bible says she took the fruit mm-hmm. and she ate of it. But wait, it doesn't end there. No. She turns and she hands it to to Adam, who was standing, standing with her. Next to her. <laughs> who was you again can't turn and hand it to somebody if they're not there. Eat, and she gives him the food and she mm-hmm. and he eats it too. Yeah. So they both eat. Yeah. Of the fruit of the of the so knowledge of good and evil. Just blame it on the women, guys. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So so the male chauvinist goes. Well, see, Eve got us all in trouble. No, 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 no. They both messed up. Yeah. Okay. So then the Bible says that immediately they were cut off from God, and then, and God said, if you eat of it, you will die. And when God was saying that, He meant spiritually they would spiritually not be connected with god anymore well and if you go back just a little bit to where he was creating them mm-hmm. if you look at the hebrew it says that he breathed into adam and eve mm-hmm. and that word is zoe and that means like the breath of god mm-hmm. the spirit of god yeah which separated them from the animals he, and the yeah, yeah. He breathed into them spirit. He breathed into them God breath, kind of, if that makes sense. And then when they chose their own way over God's way, um, that 
kind of Zoe life, that life of God was cut off. Got cut off. Well, and then it goes on. If you read more, you'll find that um, um, God used to come down and walk with Adam through the garden. Mm-hmm. And um, it says right after they ate, they knew they had messed up. And they all of a sudden they realized they were naked. See, before they were walking around nude and not worrying about it. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they partake, partake, partook, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. As soon as they ate the fruit. <laughs> as soon as they ate the fruit, then what happened was they immediately lost their innocence, like you were talking mm-hmm. about. And they knew they were naked. They were ashamed. And then what did they do? They tried to fix it. So they went and they got fig leaves mm-hmm. and plants and they tried to cover their nakedness. And then they hid. Because they heard God walking in the garden. And God called out, Adam, where are you? Now, I don't think God, I think God knew exactly where he was mm-hmm. physically. But I don't think he was asking that. I think he was asking, where are you with me? And and I think we've talked about this before. Um, and this is something we can apply to our own lives today. Mm-hmm. If you look at the way Adam and Eve reacted to messing up, they had guilt or mm-hmm. shame. Yeah. And then they got afraid, mm-hmm. and then they tried to control their circumstances. Circumstances, right. Instead of just saying to God, God, I messed up. Can you help me? And then they lied. Then they, yeah, they tried to control it. They tried to cover it up. And even Adam went as far as to blame the woman. Yeah. He, yeah, those are different. Well, okay, so, so ways they're walking. That we cope with sin. God, yeah. Blame other people, right. try to cover it yeah. up, or. Being shame and guilt, all of those are not really healthy responses to what to happened. Me- right? When you mess up, it's best just to kind of fess up and say, "What can I do to make this right?" Right, and they didn't really do that no. at first. Well, so here's what happens: um, God is walking through the garden looking for Adam. Mm-hmm. He knows where he's at, but he says, "Where are you?" And he and he said, "I'm over here, God." I and he said, "What are you doing over there?" Well, I'm hiding from you. And God says, well, why would you do that? And he says, well, we were naked and we were ashamed. And he said, well, now who told you you were naked? Mm-hmm. And then he, goes, yeah. then he goes, you you didn't eat of the fruit that I told you not to, did you? And they said, yeah, we did. And that that's when everything kind of crumbled. Very interesting thing that happens right off the bat. We see a form of Jesus in the Old Testament. You know, a lot of people don't see this, but this is true. Um it says that God, the very first bloodshed happened because, you know, at first, man was a vegetarian. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Yeah, God. And, and they ate of the trees and the plants and all these mm-hmm. different things. Well, um, God actually, it says that God killed animals mm-hmm. and and uh, their blood was shed and their skins then covered that he made clothes for Adam and Eve. Out of the skins of the Out of the animals. skins of the animals. So blood was shed as a sacrifice to cover them. Mm-hmm. That is totally a type and a shadow or a, or a an example of Christ in the Garden of Eden. The very first example. Well, and my favorite class when we were Because in that's Bible, what Jesus did. My for favorite us. class in Bible school was called the Blood Covenant. And it it went to show how every civilization every culture every culture had something to do with they knew that there was power in the shedding of blood, right? That, Sacrificing, you know, people and that kind would of thing, yeah. would um, cut their hands and shake, mm-hmm. or they yeah. would sacrifice an animal, and yeah. they would both eat of it, and and they would seal with a meal or with some <coughs> kind of some kind of sacrifice was made either 
on their own part or with an animal mm-hmm. to to make an agreement with one another. And right. right there in the Garden of Eden, we saw the first shedding of blood. Right. And I know that seems kind of archaic and kind of gross to modern society, but every primitive culture that you ever will come across had some kind of shedding of blood. They mm-hmm. they understood sacrifice. Right. And and I think that's really interesting because um, what we believe then mm-hmm. is that uh, man and woman were cut off from God because they disobeyed him. Mm-hmm. Now, from that point on, the Bible says that that was inherent in every one of the children that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of different things because people say, well, where did all the people come from if it was just Adam and Eve? First off, they lived a lot longer than we do. Yeah, Adam lived to like, 900 some years old. Yeah, I actually have a chart here somewhere, but yeah, he lived to be And he had how many children? Just tons. Oh, um, yeah. Lots and lots of kids. <laughs> it was totally different, you many know, when things Many sons and many daughters. Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> we have to remember that the genetic code wasn't all crazy then. Yeah. It was all brand God, new. God had made Adam and Eve perfect. There right. there were no um deviations in their DNA. Right. It, it was they had complete DNA. They and when people ask, well, where did all the people come from? Well, if you actually look back and see, um, yes, at first there was interbreeding. People mm-hmm. think, well, gosh, that's really bad now because that'll, you know, cause all these, you know, incest and stuff is bad and it'll cause all these deformities and all these different Well, yeah, sure it does now. We're mm-hmm. how many thousands of years away from that? But at first that wasn't the case. And of course that's how, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where the other people came from, it was a matter of time and multiplication. And, you know, in that, yeah. So, you know, you look back at that and you go, okay, well, that was different back then, obviously. But that's where we came from. Mm -hmm. And then you can actually, you know, start reading. Genesis is fascinating because you can read all about the different races Mm -hmm. and and kind of how, how, um, you know, men changed from this climate to that climate. Um, We can talk about the Tower of Babel and, and how God confused all the languages because they were they were getting to the point where they could do just about anything and they could they were building a tower to heaven and th- there's just tons of fascinating things we can talk about the mark of Cain we can talk about well, there's tons of things we can talk about but we're talking today about the original sin mm-hmm. so here's what we believe we believe that once Adam and Eve ate that fruit they were cut off from God. And they didn't have the same relationship with him. Their innocence was lost. And from that point on, there's basically a curse came upon them. Mm-hmm. And and this is where we get pain in, in, in uh, women having children, why it hurts and everything. It's mm-hmm. also where we get the whole idea of tilling the land and working the land and and uh, because, and working hard to, to get before, your food. Because before the fall, before man sinned, um, they... They were in a pretty idyllic garden. Oh, they got everything they handed everything, it to them. You yes. know, they just go pick their breakfast and they yeah. didn't have to, you know, cultivate the soil. Right. And and, and from from stuff. the point on after they fell in in the after they missed the mark, then everything changed. Mm-hmm. And then this is why we say that that is the original sin and that from that point on then we believe that every human being that was born no matter if they were a nice person or not, um they're born with a sin nature. In fact, their nature is to miss the mark. We all are born. Now, here is why some of the reasons that I think that really is true. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, human nature. Mm-hmm. You look at the world today, you would think after all these, how many ever years we've been around, 
you would think that by now we would all be getting along. That we would have evolved to the point where we could really get along. Well, I think that's why a lot of people like the Star Trek series is because... Because they um, do... Well, supposedly they get along with... He supposed... um, But Gene Roddenberry, his idea of the future was that we've... A utopian kind of... That we've eliminated greed and and starvation and... And, Which is, um, is awesome. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But look at where we're going. I mean, yeah. you would think in 2011, we still have we have wars and we have famines and we have well, greed think, and we I have think, corruption. I think and, just in the last month, you can look in the Middle East. Oh, I know. And see how many wars have broken it's out crazy. in just like the last month. Yeah, I know. And riots and, and you know. And I'm not. Let's saying just it. let's just say this: human beings do not get along. And yeah. their and their nature is de- now here. Let's go really back. If you've ever had a kid, if you have kids, mm-hmm. you know. If you look back, you know that your children are born with a sin nature. It's not. It's not just like they're born with a clean slate and then they get taught right and wrong. Even though that does happen. I mean, you do teach kids what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't have to learn how to be rebellious. Mm-hmm. They don't have to learn how to be how to. To to manipulate and to control and to try and get their own way. You know that for a fact, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) And and tell us why. Well, it's I think because we're all born with the ability to be self-centered and Mm -hmm. to be, you know, me-centered. And you know, we had a lot of comments on our our um, question. And, you know, some people had really good points that we were made in God's likeness and that he made everything good. And those are all true things. Um, The only thing is that because Adam and Eve messed up, and if it wasn't Adam and Eve, it probably would have been Cain and Abel or Seth or Methuselah or somebody. Anyway, somewhere along the line, um, I can't, you know, hate Adam and Eve. It's just what happened. And I think, you know... God didn't create robots. He created us with free, free will, will. Yeah. free the ability to choose. And because he created us that way, um you know <coughs> I was trying to get kind of did their own thing. I was trying to get to the point of when you had kids. Yeah. When did you first notice that they had a will of their own and that they were rebellious? Boy. Cuz we had to teach our kids I, to be nice. They they aren't nice automatically. Well, I don't think it was very nice when they were screaming at one in the morning when I wanted to go to sleep. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but it, you know, there's a certain point where they don't understand what they're doing. But yeah, they, but, but then, but definitely by the time you know they're walking around, and I remember this wasn't my one of my kids, but my first experience was um, when I was helping my sister out with her boys, and I was feeding. My younger nephew, his bottle, and his um, 18-month-old, I think he was 18 months too, somewhere around there, older brother came up behind me with a wooden baseball bat and hit me over the head because he was jealous. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize my sister read books to him while she fed the other baby. Right. And so, you know, I'm going, that doesn't seem like a very nice thing to do to me. And But that was my first experience with having... Um, little boys be naughty and little kids be naughty. But, I mean, I had lots of experiences of being the youngest of five kids. I did a lot of babysitting for my older siblings. And, 
you know, having a couple of my nephews go into the restroom and pour out all the shampoo into the bathtub. Or, right. I mean, kids, they're just going to be kids. They're going to be naughty. They're going to do things that, um, you know, part of that's they need to be taught. But part of it is like it's just it's in built them in. To, to be jealous or to yeah. be m- mischievous. And I think my very first memory as a kid, well, I was in my high chair and I broke my brother's Jungle Book record. He had a mm. Disney Jungle Book record, and I, I remember breaking it. Do you think he's ever forgiven you for that? I don't know if he remembers it, but uh, <laughs> I remember that was my first memory, and I was little. Probably because he was pretty ticked. But nobody had to teach me how to just, you know, destroy, destroy things. things. No, and and that's that's the interesting thing. I think if everybody is honest with themselves, uh-huh. we all know that deep inside, we aren't good unless we really work on it. Yeah. And then, even then. We still aren't very good because, and this is what I found. This is what was very appealing to me about accepting Christ into my life was I realized that no matter what I did, I could never really be good enough. Mm-hmm. I, I always messed up. No, And I was a nice guy. So, you know, but I really wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, we can put on a big show for everybody, mm-hmm. but deep inside we know. Yeah. And and I think when I heard the gospel of of Jesus Christ that that He died for our for us missing the mark, mm-hmm. it appealed to me for a couple of reasons. One, because I knew I was I missed the mark. I just knew it, and I did it a lot. Even though I tried to be a nice guy, I always messed up, and I and I'm, I usually ended up hurting people, and I didn't mean to, but I did. I just what? so that was very appealing. And then the other thing that really fascinated me was was that that Jesus would give up his life for me, that he loved me that much, that he would take my place. Because sin requires a payment. It requires us to, it basically requires us to, um, we, we all have to pay the piper. We all have to answer for what we've done. And when Jesus stepped in, what he did, this is so cool, is he took that sin on his own life and and took our place so that we didn't have to take the penalty for sin. Mm-hmm. And we so when we when keep, we take faith when yeah. we have faith in Christ, what happens is He takes away that whole we got to we've got to answer for that, well, it, which is pretty amazing to me. It says in the New Testament that Christ was the sacrifice what once and for all. He was like the lamb that was led to slaughter for our sins, but He was perfect, and. He was, and like, there's a whole story behind that because yeah. you just said a whole bunch of Christianese yeah. that doesn't okay, make sense. Okay, but anyway, we we <coughs> talked about about Jesus or God shedding the blood in the garden, right? And from there on, until Jesus died on the cross, there had to be sacrifices. They would to take cover animals, sins. and they they would take perfect, well, as spotless well, animals, and they would they sacrifice them and shed their blood to atone for their sins mm-hmm. until Jesus died on the cross. Um, and basically became that sacrifice mm-hmm. that the Jewish people had done for so many years. Mm-hmm. Jesus became that for everyone. Yeah. And that's why it's so amazing. So so the original sin then unplugged us from God mm-hmm. and got us, uh, every single person that's born then is born with that original sin in, included in their makeup. Mm-hmm. And it's the only in way... In our DNA. <laughs> and the only way that we believe, Amy and I, and what the, we think the Bible says, the only way to stop that sin nature is to is to accept what Jesus did on the cross for us. 
to plug back in. Yeah, he's the one that plugs us back in mm-hmm. with our Heavenly Father. And yeah. um, he went to the cross and he died on the cross for us and he shed his blood so that we, and then he rose again from the dead, so that we could be saved. And that's what the term saved comes from. Mm-hmm. But so that we could have a relationship with God again. Mm-hmm. And then and then what we're supposed to do, this is the interesting part, and this is why it's kind of sad to it today, is that now being hooked back up with God, then we're again supposed to let him decide what is right and what is wrong mm-hmm. in our lives. Well, and that's what it means when you hear somebody say, well, I want Jesus to be my Lord. That, that mm-hmm. simply means, or my boss, that simply means that now instead of going to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and deciding for ourselves what, what's good and what's bad, we actually want to hear from God again. Mm-hmm. And we hook, we're hooked back up to him so we can hear him again. So that's that's basically what it is in a nutshell. Yeah. So there you go. We explained the original sin and the fall, and and uh, we basically paraphrased what the what the Bible says. But but let me do this. Let me play <coughs> a little dramatization of this whole thing. Okay. That I put together, and then we'll come back and we'll read some of our comments. Okay. All right. Okay. So take a listen to this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, Um, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow, and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And then Adam, he said, 
because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. And then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Well, what do you think? Well, I think you did a really good job as a devil. (laughs) (laughs) And you did a wonderful job as Eve. Oh, I'm glad that um, I can wear clothes, though. But, yeah. Um, I don't mind if you don't. Okay, let's start that over. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, let's get on to our comments. Okay, that sounds like a good thing. I need to push a couple buttons. Okay. We had a lot of comments. I asked the question, do you think... um, um, we are good or or bad at our core as human beings. Well, and we had so many comments. We aren't going to get to all of them. Yeah, I know. I will... It's always hard, isn't it? Because we get we now have such a, a bunch. We have tons of listeners, and so we always encourage you to go over and read the comments. Mm-hmm. It's on it, your Facebook. It's page. on my Facebook page, um, and that's at facebook.com/slash/rick.moyer. And you can see mm-hmm. you can see tons of different questions that I ask, like. Uh, like uh, I just I talked about. Um, um, uh, do you ever find yourself limiting God? If so, how? Um, we just we we have tons and tons of different uh, questions that we ask on a weekly basis, and we get a lot of comments. Well, this one in particular, you know, I was just trying to get a feel for, um, you know, what people thought about humanity. Is it good or is it evil at the core? Or good yeah. or bad, and I got tons and tons, tons of, of response. You know, and I I think we've kind of covered a lot of it, but um, you know, it's like we can kind of agree with both because I can understand both people's points of view. So what do you mean not. by that? Well, like for instance, um, our friend Danny said, um, God made everything very good, so that's true. He made everything very good. Okay. Um, but then Kelsey says down below, sin nature. And she quoted a verse um, that says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that means everybody messes up. None of us are as good as God. Because he's perfect. And the the question is, do you believe that human beings are good or bad at the core? Mm -hmm. Rob said, uh, bad, never been anything but. Mm -hmm. And then Cindy says, I feel we try to have good intentions and fight with being um, good against the bad thoughts but our desires needs and self-centeredness gets in the way of all that we are conflicted human beings um and that's a fact i agree (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
uh, Mar- uh, Marianne said, what about the made in his image and likeness part? Mm-hmm. And uh, and Daniel says, I say bad. We naturally seem to do the wrong things in most cases. And it's just uh, so easy to be that way. But it's a lot harder at times to do the right thing and be good. Mm-hmm. Rebecca says, good. We are made in his image. That's God. Um, it's only when Satan gets a hold of us that turns us evil. And uh, Tim says, a good person that can be... Um, corrupted by their upbringing and the people around them, whether that corruption is further good or evil. Okay, so he's kind of talking blank slate there. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris says, apart from redemption and salvation bought and paid for by the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, which makes us righteous, as in right standing with God, hopelessly lost and inherently evil in all our ways. Hmm. Okay, so he basically said what we what we had been talking about mm-hmm. uh, from from when we read the beginning of the Bible there. And Kelsey has an interesting one. She directed. Um, oh, we're getting a call from Richard Pete. I'm sorry, Richard. We we're in the middle of recording. Oh. Okay, we'll have to get back to him when you're done. If he's still up by then. Yeah. Um, Kelsey responded to Marianne saying, um, being made in his image and likeness means that we have some of the sim- similar attributes. For example, God is rational, Isaiah one eighteen, and so are we. God is love, John 3.16, and so are we, etc. But the Bible clearly states that every inclination of our thoughts is hum- of the human heart was only evil all the time genesis 6 5 god is perfect and we are totally depraved <laughs> um romans um 3 verses 9 through 18 so um kelsey you sure are quite the bible scholar i'm very proud of you young lady you got <laughs> the bible down <laughs> well you're getting a little too close do you have your earphones off or on or what are you doing there no they're, they're on sorry you guys i didn't mean to have a little uh, feedback going on there mm-hmm. And Lisa says both. We struggle with a dual nature. We are sinful at the core, but through Jesus, we have a potential to do um, great good. It is our choice because we have a free will. And and then we have we just have tons and tons and tons are, and tons. There are tons and and. And basically, they go back and forth between. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't think we're that bad, and other people say, well, we're completely wicked. So there's a there's a, a a whole different type of thing. Is there any other ones that you wanted to pull out real quick and um, that you thought were they're they're mostly about the same back and forth back and forth. Um, uh, there's one from Greg that I think is interesting. He says okay. you certainly see self centeredness, if not full selfishness, in at a very young age. Before we even speak, we make demands. I don't think humanity's it's all about me attitude reflects being good at the core. Yeah, that one was really interesting. That was way down. I'm I thought that what Jenny what Jenny said was good. She says, "I believe change is possible in all areas." Mm-hmm. And then she's right because you know, I mean, as far as we are concerned, um, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be be completely, you know, a good person. We believe without you can't be really good without God. You know, I think one of the verses in the Bible that gives me a lot of hope is. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and I'm going to try to paraphrase it because it uses some words we don't always use today. 
the original verse that I memorized it in is that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And condemnation is basically, you know, judging someone or putting them down or telling them they're going to go to hell. We're not going to have that guilt and that shame and that burden on us that we're never going to be perfect if we're hanging out with Jesus, if we're linked up to him, if we're connected to what he's done for us, if we have faith in the fact that Jesus covered our sin, Jesus was a sacrifice for our sin, if we have faith in what he's done for us, then we don't have to have that judgment and that guilt on us because we know we can't be perfect in ourselves. If we could, then there was no need for Jesus to have died. Right. Uh, Jude says something interesting. She says, I believe we were created in his image, giving us the good core, but we are born with a nature of sin passed down from Adam and Eve. So good at the core, but the core is coated with evil. Did I actually answer the question? <laughs> I thought I, I think that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Because really, if you I, I up until this point, I've never really heard this idea because I, I you know I wasn't raised in church or anything mm-hmm. like that. So when I you know the Presbyterian church that I started out in taught that uh, we were born in sin and you know so mm-hmm. so when I heard this concept of people saying well we were. We really are good at the core. I was like, no, 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 we're not. We're not. But then when she said that, I thought, well, now well, God created us. We, good. He did create us good, but like she said, we're coated mm-hmm. with that yucky junk of sin, and the only way to get that off is through Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really interesting concept, and and a lot more. Um, I don't know, just a lot, lot different than I I well, remember. You know what I first remembered hearing the whole story of Adam and Eve and the whole thing about about sin and and jesus what he did for us is i remember the colored hearts that you know god made us and he gave us a pure white heart but then mankind sinned and it became soiled so it was this dark sinful heart and then jesus gave us a sacrifice of his blood to wash away the sin and that was the red heart. And then we could have a white heart again. <laughs> I don't know. That's, you know, when you're a preschooler, you identify, you're learning your colors and you kind of grasp all that, you know. But it really is as simple. A preschooler can understand this. That, that you know, a preschooler can understand that they've been naughty. Mm-hmm. And that that Jesus covered the things that they've done wrong so that they can have their heart clean and pure and and they don't feel they don't have to have that guilt of sin anymore sure yeah anthony says i think human beings have the potential to be both good and bad equally the choice of being good or bad depends on a variety of influences from birth and through life the parenting we receive the friendships we make the company we keep and the society we live in all of these affect our potential for good and bad now that um now that belief right there is is what I think a lot of people believe the clean slate thing we start off you know basically we have the potential to be good or bad but, but in in some aspect he's totally right as far as what we believe but in the other aspect uh, we we kind of think this the deck is stacked on the 
in favor of us being bad at the core. Well, that, <laughs> this would kind of be like a humanistic belief. Well, kind of, yeah. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, positive things that could be said about humanism. But Well, I think, he's, with- I think he's right in the aspect of our society, you know, the society we live in, the people mm-hmm. that we hang out with, and how we're raised makes a big well, difference in who we are. And yeah, that that's true. If you study like humanism, the the kind of belief system, one thing that's different between their belief system and our belief system is the absence of God. Right. You know, I remember we read the humanistic, the God doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah, we read the humanistic manifesto when we were in college, and we're kind of oh wow, that's that's a little bit different than what, what we the believe. Bible yeah, says. yeah. But, but I mean, not that we don't love humanists and atheists and whatever is you happen to be right um, god commands us to love everyone so sure so anyway <laughs> well yeah and and like i like we've said before we won't rank on every anybody's belief but it is different than what we believe yeah. because you know deep inside i think that without god um people can can do some pretty awful stuff but then even people with god can do some awful stuff sometimes too yeah. so you know i mean but inherently i think we're we're not good at the core and that we need the sacrifice that jesus did on the cross mm-hmm. for us to be good but that's that's then, what i believe that's my then opinion a, a daily thing of of choosing to ask god what do you want me to do today and letting him be the boss of our lives which that's probably another podcast and then our last comment was okay. i think it depends on the human being so um our neighbor said he thinks it depends on the human being. So, okay, so there's all sorts of different ideas. Basically, though, what we got from those was one camp says we're good at the core. The other camp says we're bad at the core. And some say both. And some say both. Which I, I can understand the whole both concept because God did make everything good. And mm-hmm. then we chose to muddy things up. Well, and as as we you know as we heard demonstrated in the scripture that we did the, the drama with, and then also the uh, the explanation that we did beforehand. Our belief system, um, as far as what we believe the Bible says, is that uh, that we're born with a sin nature, missing the mark, mm-hmm. and that through Jesus Christ, if we accept Him into our hearts, and you know accept the sacrifice that He did on the cross for us, and that He ro- that He died and rose again, then our heart is ra- made right again and hooked back up with God. So that thing that happened in the Garden of Eden where it was was unhooked, we get hooked mm-hmm. back up and it's like plugging the modem back in and having communication again. Yeah. So that's what we believe. Kind of having that God breath going again. Mm-hmm. Having the fan on your CPU. Yeah. Having the life going through it. Okay. Electricity or something. I'm trying to you make computer a, whiz a you. computer geek understand this. Modem. <laughs> modem works. You got to plug yeah. the modem in to, to communicate. Yeah. And we Jesus, all hate going offline. Jesus is that modem. Matter of fact, it even says in the Bible that he is the guy that stands at the right hand of God and and talks to God for us. So he is kind of like that modem. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I tried to put that in, you know, <coughs> non-King James terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the King James says he makes intercession. So I want to play a song. I know. You always like to play songs. I do. This song is, is a song I'm going to sing tomorrow night. Or, yeah, whenever I go out to <laughs> Quinault. We'll, we'll bring a little report from there. We yeah. might do a little, We you might know, actually put the sermon online. We'll see. Yeah, you can record it on but my But I'm iPod. going to, to um, uh, give a message at the Saturday something shindig 
I can't remember exactly what they call it out in Quinault. It's, it's SOS. Uh-huh. So anyway, but I can't remember um, what I'm singing a song is. tomorrow night that goes along with my sermon called God in a Box. And the song is called Frog in a Box. Are you going to sing it now or are you going to play someone I'm gonna, else singing I'm going to play the original song because it's so cool. You, used to, you said you used to play this back in the 80s when you managed a Christian radio I absolutely station. love this song so much. It's by a guy by the name of Larry Bryant. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't really go with our subject today, but I really like it. It's just really fun. <laughs> well, and it's a really neat analogy, and you, you kind of have to put your own thoughts of what it means. But I'd like to play it now. It's called Frog in a Box. Okay. And then we'll be back to introduce next week's subject.
in a box it's such a sad story ah yes but it if you think about the 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 deeper meaning of it yeah you mean that we maybe shouldn't put god in a box perhaps perhaps or put people in a box or whatever you want to think i think it's up to the person that listens to the song to decide what that means to them but uh or even put ourselves in a box good could be yeah we're not meant to be in a box well, unless we're dead and they put us in a God box and bury us. Well, then that's our body. Well, that's one of my points in the sermon is that, uh, or in the message, <laughs> that is uh, things that are in a box usually die if you put live things in a box. Yeah, it's not a good thing to put live things in a not box. Not for a long period of time. Yeah, not for very long at all. Yeah, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed, um, everybody that's listening, hope you enjoyed the podcast. We had a good time presenting it. Now, what are we going to do next week on our spiritual boot camp, part three? I think we're going to talk about love. Love. Mm -hmm. What's love got to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next week. Yes, we will. Well, I think that's one of the basics of, of a Christian or a believer's faith there's there's a diff, there's a, a love that we can talk about that's way different than what the world defines or what people define as love. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. in our society, love is really lust. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Bible says the greatest of 
these things is love. That it's like the top, the best. So we're going to talk about what that means and what it means, what how people really should treat other people. And so it should be very interesting. So we'll cover love next week. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay, great. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We had a great time. Um, you can get a hold of us. We'd love some feedback if you would email us, rick at takehimwithyou.com, or your email address is? Um, Amy at takehimwith.com, oh, whatever. <laughs> Amy at takehimwithyou.com. That is correct. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. Amy, your Facebook page is? Um, Facebook.com, Amy or forward slash Amy Dot Moyer. Wow, you're really good. I am not very good at all this. Mm-hmm. And mine is facebook.com slash rick.moyer. You can always go to our takehimwithyou.com site, which has all our podcasts, how you can donate to the podcast if you want to help us out. And basically, you donate to the Moyers yeah. because we do the podcast and we really could use your help. So that'd be really nice. Electricity and Yes. And internet going. And of course, if you want to play Amy on Words with Friends, you just <laughs> Amy Moyer, num- the number two, right yes. after Amy Moyer. Please don't feel rejected if you get re- from me if you get rejected from playing Amy Moyer because I'm not just playing Amy Moyer. She's I'm Amy, Amy Moyer, Moyer too. too. Got that? Okay, so good. It's not me rejecting you. That's right. If you want to join me on Haytel, you can by finding me um, by typing in. Moyer777 at Comcast.net. And, and we've gotten them. a couple questions from our listeners whether I have Haytel or she not. She does not. I do not. She has no data I package. I do not have a fancy phone. I mean, I have a nice phone, but it's just a plain one. Yeah. So, sorry about that. It's no problem. Yeah, but you can say hi to me on Facebook. If you That's don't. right. So, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright. 2011. All rights reserved. That's right. Now, watch how I make my wife uncomfortable. You ready? Don't say that fart, word. Fart, 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 Okay, should I quote verses on not having crude talk or oh, horse jesting? Yeah, quote verses at me. You know how much I love that. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Hmm. Fart, fart, fart. I'm taking my headphones off now. I guess I better put some music on this, huh? Take the fart. You said fart. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. 
Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the one million dollar prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes, and we'll see you at the Fast Forward. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about... Well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. <laughs>